Cue the Jazzy Jeff, two podcasts of color are joining forces to stimulate your mind. Join two shy guys and a mic and the More Than Graphics podcast for an exclusive collaboration of conversational mindset topics to kick off the ultimate summer vibes. Follow Two Shy Guys and More Than Graphics podcast pages for instant live notifications. See you then. The MTG Podcast is a virtual space for women and men in the tech and creative industries. Tune in as we put it all on the table, sharing authentic life truths as we sustain and empower each other in search of our tribe. We're more than a designer. We're more than our name badge. We're more than the work we produce. Welcome to the More Than Graphics Podcast. We're We're that that tribe. tribe. We're here. It's the space. We're live. We're doing things. Um, hello, everyone. Um, welcome to the More Than Graphics podcast. Um, right now, um, as you can see, it's kind of a solo train or a solo party, if you will. Um, usually co-host Cicely Samper is here with me. I am actually really excited because I'm having a good conversation already before we even hit the record button um, <laughs> with Kimberly Spencer. And I really want to people want to know two things. One, um, this conversation right now, as of right this moment is between mamas. Okay. Like real, we're going to just put that out there. Um, so I just had a baby. Kimberly is about to have a baby and we're just kind of being real, real, real in the candor. The candor is real. As Kimberly pointed out before. For real. <laughs> And then to um, her platform that she has built personally for herself, but also for the thousands of women out there under Crown Yourself has been absolutely instrumental to a lot of the development, personality, um, empowerment, uh, positivity of women worldwide. So I really am excited to have you on the show. Kimberly Spencer is an award-winning, high-performance, trauma-informed coach and trainer, Amazon bestselling co-author, international motivational speaker, and founder of crownyourself.com, helping visionary leaders transform their self-limiting stories, build their empire, stand out fearlessly, and make the income and impact they deserve. From her entrepreneurial beginning at five, selling bags of glitter water to her neighbors, to becoming an award-winning screenwriter, certified Pilates instructor, Miss Congeniality, and six-time WEGO Health Activist Award nominee, Kimberly is proof that there is more to making your own mold than to conform to someone else's. She's also the former executive of National E-Commerce Startup and was the owner of the private Pilates studio, Fitness with Kim in Los Angeles, California. Her journey into the world of mompreneurship with her husband was featured by the 2017 Netflix docuseries, Being Dad. Her work has been featured on The CW, ESPN, Chicken Soup for the Soul, and NPR, also in Thrive Global, CNBC, and Forbes. Welcome to the show, Kimberly. I've loved doing it for the past five years, and it is such a joy to to have and to be able to support so many leaders in really growing into their, their full potential. Yes, absolutely. And I love that you say full potential because that's actually on the cusp of this episode theme, which is renew. So I love the fact that um, you kind of walk into the space, the space that was not defined for yourself. You had no path. There was no training wheels. There, there was no like forging that was already part of the Red Seas for you. You made this happen from the floor up. And so I think it's really instrumental for people who are listening as women in tech 
and women and creatives that we just really be real about that. Like building things from scratch is no joke. And so the fact that you come already um, with this amazing platform that allows other women who are inspired by your story and inspired by your platform as well to create their own path, to forge their own destiny in a lot of ways. I think that is extremely powerful and that excites me. Like if you can't already tell, like goosebumps, like all the things. Oh, thank you, Danielle. And I've helped men too. Like uh, you think with a name like Crown Yourself would be predominantly women. It it is, but our our base is still 20%, 20 to 30% men as well. Hey, yeah. Hey, guys. Like for me, I am so proud of being like being able to really serve what I call to be my fellow sovereigns of just people like us claiming and how do we reign together? Yeah. And so that it's not like just a queendom or just our kingdom, but we're able to re- like w- dudes are 50% of this planet too. So we have, <laughs> <laughs> right. We got to share, figure out, I'm going to figure out how to share and mentally nice and like work with them. But so we know we, who won the world. Like we know <laughs> Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> that's the answer <laughs> <laughs> queen yes absolutely oh my goodness so in terms of like where you are now to how you started can you share a little bit about what what you wanted to be growing up how did you go from um, being a kid in your childhood to the adult woman that you are now so I wanted to be a princess so I named my business crown yourself <laughs> Short answer. <laughs> but but for real, what I what I wanted, like what I always loved was I loved stories. And I would, as a kid, I would organize these backyard productions where we would put on these stories of princesses, but I never liked like the the princesses who just had to get kissed by a dude or lose a shoe to train change their life. Like I loved Belle and the little mermaid mm-hmm. and like princesses who actually had to go through some form of transformation or struggle to yes. rise into their rule of queen. Like my mom even went to the library at, as a kid to find me more princess stories that actually had more empowering females in it oh, back yeah. then, like 30 years ago. And mm-hmm. they were, they were hard to come by. Right. Exactly. Um, because most most princess stories, the, the, the perception of a princess is weak. Mm-hmm. And for me, I never saw that. I'm like, no, a, why is a prince considered strong and they're training, being trained groomed, like they're being groomed to be a king. Yes. Whereas the princess, there are just as many amazing queens who have run this world. Exactly. Um, that have that were groomed for that leadership role. Mm-hmm. And so a princess is also like a princess is groomed from the moment that she's born. If she is supposed to be queen, she is being groomed for that role. There are mentors around her. There are people around her who are supporting her. And so as a kid, I'd put on these productions of princesses going through challenges and I'd be the writer and the director and the, the lead, yeah. of course, Absolutely. and I'd be, <laughs> and I'd, I'd costume it. And I'd also sell things at the productions. I'd also get investors in no the productions. Way. Yeah. The investors would be my parents um, <laughs> but you had your own merch that's like so to, pay, to pay for the costumes 
but Something. being able to, and, and then we would sell like bags of glitter water, or, like painted rocks or like arts and crafts at the door. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about putting on backyard productions, um, it, especially with the neighborhood children is that you always have a built-in audience is that the parents will never like not <laughs> come see their kids in a show. Right. So <laughs> translating that into what I do now, like I transform people's stories. That is my purpose in life. That is what I've always done. That's what I did in every evolution of my career, whether it was as a screenwriter, I transformed people's stories um, in one way from the the film that I that I co-wrote, Bro, to also transforming people's stories about what was possible for a woman to write. Because yes, man, I got <laughs> and I was surprised when I because I, I co-wrote it with my with the director. Mm-hmm. And some of the questions I got when I was doing the, the press for that film were like, oh, did you write all the female parts? And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> wow. Like and from women, too. Nice. And that was that, it wasn't from guys. It was from mm-hmm. women. And I was like, no, I wrote this really gritty motocross movie that had a lot of sex and drugs. In, in yeah. It. Um. My mom questioned how I knew so much. <laughs> so much. <laughs> I told her I did my research. Um, all that playing, mom. <laughs> yeah. I'll just, I, I did my research. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just dodge that bullet. <laughs> um, and, and so transforming people's stories about what was possible. I mean, there I was standing uh, amongst a uh, entire production crew of men and I'm there mm-hmm. in my like little blue band-aid dress yes <laughs> standing absolutely. out it's looking very much like the outlier mm-hmm. um and I was so grateful for my writing partner and uh director because he was like no Kim wrote the first draft she wrote the, the the reason I was hired to write that film was because I wrote a scene of three guys walking into a strip club and the executive producer was like how does she know so much about men? And I was like, well, it's not that hard to think of what guys are thinking of when you go into a strip club. Right? <laughs> I mean. I mean, it's kind of transparent, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like, let's be honest. <laughs> but, it like, so transforming people's stories in that way, I I became a Pilates instructor to initially support my, my career in entertainment. Um, and so I got to transform hundreds of people's bodies as to what was possible yeah. with, like, their bodies postpartum or their bodies post-surgery or their pain management. I then went into owning an e-commerce company and I was in the business of transforming people's stories around what was possible for their furniture. Cause we, we brought a, a functional furniture to, to market for a back stretching chair. Oh and goodness. that, uh, that back stretching chair, I, we also, I've transformed people's stories about what was possible for their back pain. Um, and then yes. I was bought out of that company back in 2014 and in 20, like literally three weeks before I went on my honey, like before I got married and was on my honeymoon wondering like, what am I going to do? And I had the idea for crown yourself. And I'd seen these evolutions of how I transform my stories. I transformed my story from being a bulimic to being like fully loving my body. I transformed yes. my story from being in really crappy, abusive relationships to being in an amazing, loving relationship with my husband, who's just like a freaking rock star. And yes, and it's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) He does all the cooking. I don't have to touch a pot. Like, oh, my gosh, this is is, it's glorious. Like it really (laughs) is. And he's teaching our son to do it, too, because I'm like, well, one day, honey, one day, mama's going to need to still be taking care of in the kitchen. (laughs) 
<laughs> Forget the next one in line. It's no, it's still, no. <laughs> I need your help. Yeah, I'm guaranteed. I'm, I'm, I'm planning this with certainty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also wondering if I need to train my son to be a personal trainer because. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can balance out the, the really amazing cooking because my husband's right now in, in school to become a chef, like in school to oh, get his like, full chef credentials because he loves it. And that, that was oh, wow. like the transformation of our own story is as I've been able to grow my company, mm-hmm. we were able to transform into what we've always desired, which was to, to travel the world, to have a business that, that we can work from anywhere. And we got stuck in Australia back in March. And so we've been here ever since. And now we had to, we had to just change visas. So my husband's going on a student visa and going to chef school and it's just pursuing his passion because that's something that he's always wanted to do. I said, well, when in Rome, Australia. (laughs) One of us needs to go to school in order to stay here. So let's, let's, why don't you, you love, you love cooking and why don't you go for this thing that you've always wanted? And so it's, it's like the beauty is, is the, the evolution of transforming people's stories has always been with me. And Mm. as an entrepreneur, like I'm doing exactly what I did as a five-year-old putting on backyard productions. Like I'm the executive producer for my business. So I'm handling all the finances and the producer of the content and along with my team and we're producing like we're uh, I'm the, the, face so yes. the performer the director like that's what an entrepreneur is yes is someone who is living into those production roles and that's what we do as business owners is we're yes. producing we're producing content we're producing graphics we're producing yes. um we're producing results ideally for yeah. our clients <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes. ideally um and so there's a there's a production that is happening and ideally that production is in alignment with something that you've always done and for me that's transforming people's stories yeah, I absolutely love this. This is so very much in alignment with what I do as a creative. So in terms of like talking about, you know, renewing in terms of this theme particular episode, I'm so glad this was you for this episode because I feel like this is the perfect Thank Phoenix you. story. You know, everyone wants to see or hear or feel the Phoenix story rising from the ashes, creating something new out of something that was dead you know, or or the vice versa or something that was close to dead. I don't want to say just flat out dead, but yeah, creation always follows destruction in some way exactly it really is a natural cycle so I mean yes there there is there is constant renewal with creation and I mean recently for for us like I've been destroying processes and old things that we've had in place from like two years ago because I'm just like those are no longer aligned with where we're going exactly two years ago but they're not working for us now yeah and there's constantly that evolution of, of creation and destruction Yes, I completely agree with that. And that is exactly what I'm I'm hoping people who are listening is really kind of feeling encouraged by that, that it's okay to let things drop. It's okay to let things die. It's okay to end things because that means new things can happen. And that's where that renew is coming from. So I am really happy and excited that one, you're on the show and that you get to talk about all these experiences, these amazing milestones. And if you will, like these amazing moments where other people have been able to um, be inspired by your story. And then also the other side of that, which is, hey, I did this. I'm an example. You can too. Um, You know, passing that baton is always, you know, 
I receive information, I receive intellect, and I'm all about passing that baton backward um, for the next person. So in regards to like, I feel like you've already shared so many amazing stories, but is there a recent story? And I feel like this is where our motherhood may come into play. Um, Is there a recent story that you could share that's maybe less known where you were able to renew something recently for yourself? Well, I've been in a process of renewal myself because uh, my father passed away in January. I mean, my dad was one of my greatest, like I call him my greatest teacher. He was also, there are many parts that were also challenging because he was Mm -hmm. an addict for predominantly all of my life, except for the past couple of years. Gotcha. Um, And, and that experience of, of seeing the renewal that can come from the new relationship that I have with my dad. Cause I mean, it's a different form. I like to say that like, it's kind of like my dad was a, um, when he was alive, he was like a tall drink of water, but there was some mm-hmm. murky water floating, some murky particles in it yes. of, of addiction. And, and through the, the experience of death, like I just, i remember all the amazing good and all the lessons and all the things that he taught me. I mean, even though he was an addict, he was still able to successfully grow a multi-million dollar business at the same time from scratch. So wow. like yeah. for me, when I saw that, I was like, you know, if he was able to do that while high and drunk, like what could I do sober and, yes. and, yes, and exactly. in five years instead of 30. So there you go. So, yes. Motivation. So he's been, he, he was always been and has all, and will always be one of my greatest teachers. And this transformation of no longer having his physical presence um, and allowing for the emotions that, that come with, with that level of grief, like navigating that and being able to renew and and trust that like especially like in the beginning like that that those stages of grief like weren't gonna stay Mm -hmm. like that I wasn't gonna stay in bed crying all day that I wasn't gonna be hiding under my blankets um and it was an interesting process for me because there was like the destruction or the death of of my dad of of his physical presence like that, that experience was right in January. And so as a coach, I'm seeing every other coach out there, um, mm-hmm. in this, like January, go for your goals, right. do your dream, just like go hard. And yes. meanwhile, I'm like, I can barely function mm-hmm. and that's okay. There is a different form. There is there, there, for me, it allowed me to see that there are two types of renewal and there are two types of growth. If you have a butterfly or a caterpillar, that's becoming a butterfly. Mm -hmm. The first stage of that renewal is that destruction of the caterpillar. The caterpillar has to go into the cocoon. And so often with so many entrepreneurs, so many creatives, especially we compare ourselves to where other people are. Like we're constantly going through this cycle though of cocoon and then pushing to get out of it and then pushing to fly higher. So there's a few different stages versus like what comparison does is comparison is you're in the cocoon 
and you're seeing other people who are flying, but they're going to go through their next life cycle eventually. Like they're just, it's just a different stage. Like you don't go to the gym and beat yourself up about like not doing arms that day because you did (laughs) arms yesterday. Right. But some guy, the guy next to you is doing arms. So you got, you got to do it just as hard. (laughs) No, your arms need the repair. So our bodies are a fantastic metaphor for the, the cycle that we need to go through for the allowance of the renewal. And for me back in January, I had to allow for the rest and repair that my body, my heart, my, my soul needed. And that's actually where the work is, is like, when you think of a muscle fiber, when you're working it, you work it to fatigue. So you stress it just like a butterfly when they're trying to push itself out of their cocoon. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's the work part of like creation. Yes. But there's also, and and then they fly higher Mm -hmm. and there's a struggle to get higher. But at the same time, there's the cocoon portion. And that's actually where we have this, this renewal of like what, what, and recommitment to what it is that we want to create and what it is that we want to put out in the world and what it is that we're here to do and how we're here to serve. And that, that space of being able to be in my cocoon and see others flying higher and being like, cool, that's good for them. Like, I'm so excited that they're there. I know that right now I'm in this time. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's just there. And it's like, they're being in summer and I'm in winter and that's okay. Yes. I'm going to, in two seasons, I'm going to be in summer too. And they're going to be in winter. Right. So oh, I love that. If there's no need for any comparison along the journey, because we're all going through the same seasons, just at different times. Yes, absolutely. And, and honoring that space so that we can have the times where we have our winters, where we have those times where we need to connect in and mm-hmm. and trust and learn and, and put our heads under a blanket and cry and yes. let it be what it is. Yes. Knowing that that is not going to always be what it is. Like winter is not always a thing. There's, there's the, the problem is that I see is a lot of people identify when, when, especially high achievers is when they're going through a winter period or a cocooned period, there's this perception that, Oh, this means I'm ruined. This is who mm-hmm. I am. I'm a failure. And they identify with it as being a personal thing. Like they make it a part of their identity rather yes. than just being a season that they're in this past experience with losing my dad. It, it was so apparent because I've been I've been saying that we're going to another level this year for since November of 2020. And that was even before my dad got sick. And and yet, like, I knew that something would have to create space. Mm-hmm. I knew that we would need to create space because you need to always create space in and have space created in order to, to grow into new things. Cause currently you're always at a hundred percent. So you have to decrease and in order to grow. Yes. And being able to, to see that, okay, this could be like one of the questions I constantly ask my clients, especially when they're going through struggle is how is this the best thing that ever happened to you? It's a very hard question to ask, especially when you just lost someone Mm. like, but at the same time, if I asked that question, I said, well, I no longer have the worry. Like I no longer have to be worried. I no longer have to do the dance of like, 
is he sober? Is he not? Mm, um, do I need to stage another intervention? Like what, what, how do I need to support him? How do I support him and hold my boundaries? Like I no yes. longer have that in my life, which is quite liberating at the same time. Like, yeah, I no longer have his hugs and I no longer have his jokes and I no longer have his, his, those things that I really, that I really do miss. But at the same time, like, I look at this as like, how did this create the space so that I now have more mental capacity to be able to not only bring, uh, to grow my business to the next level, but to bring another human into this world. Absolutely. And, and that, that in itself, like the birthing process in itself is a death process of who you have been with my first kid, like with Declan, when I had him, I knew that as soon as I, like it, he was the catalyst for me growing crown yourself because mm. for a year and a half prior to me finding out I was pregnant, even though I'd come up with the idea for crown yourself on my honeymoon, it took me about a year and a half to get started. Cause I was still in this. I, I, I was so, I was doubting myself. I was right. really a little, uh, a little trigger shy on the courage trigger, um, <laughs> of, anything that could get me rejected could make me feel like a failure because I felt like such a failure after uh, after I perceived that I lost my company but I was just I was just bought out yeah um, but I had this whole story of of being a failure and and I made it my identity this experience versus recognizing that this is just an experience in a season right and it would grow me into now being able to have a company that I absolutely love that I'm so fulfilled in that I get to do all the great things that I do that are in my genius zone. And I get to have an amazing team that supports me in all the areas that yes. are not my zone of genius. Man, um, I'm for that. Amen. And, <laughs> yeah. And being able to do that and, and travel the world with my family and, and have a business that's so aligned with my values as, as a person and with what I want to, how I want to transform the world mm-hmm. like that, that, is huge. And so that, that loss is such a gift. And so often we don't look at our losses as being gifts or setups for our greatest successes. And so that, that was another reframe that I had to have, especially around losing my dad was, I was like, this can be, how can this be a really beautiful gift Mm -hmm. of space and time and energy as much as I miss him? And as, as much as I miss so many of the amazing parts of him, like how can I take those things and then really carry on his legacy? Absolutely. And how beautiful of a story. Thank you so much for sharing your vulnerability today because that takes a lot of effort and and I know it takes a lot of energy at the same time. So thank you for putting forth that energy for us. That's a gift I receive. And I'm sure our listeners here are receiving that as well. Um, But what an amazing testimony to something very recent that you are experiencing. And, and again, filling in those areas, turning your grief to joy, turning that um, inspiration of the legacy that your father has left behind and how you are able to now kind of pick up that baton and move forward and create more space and more wealth, not just wealth in, in green dollars, but wealth over a span of a lifetime mm-hmm. um, through the resources, through the guidance and the passion that you have. Um, for any entrepreneur, but primarily for women. I'm definitely, you've sold. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like for, for me, I believe that when more good hearted, mission minded, purpose driven leaders are making more money, that is how we transform this planet. That is how we transform the conversations mm-hmm. that are being had. Um, like I was just at an amazing event because we can actually go to events here in Australia. <laughs> like, yeah, we're just with, starting to get there. <laughs> oh my God. I, I didn't know how, what, like that my introverted self, like self came out. I, I, I felt like I was back in first grade, like trying to make me friends. Cause I was like, what I had right. like, I had, I had practiced like being able to <laughs> go out there and do live events and do like big live events. Yeah. And I'm like there in a room of 450 amazing women. And I'm like with, with no, like Queensland is amazing here in Australia. There's Mm -hmm. no masks. Everything's pretty much back to normal. And I was like, what do I do with myself? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I, I had to like remember how to be a human again because like, oh my god I can I can I can shake your hand and like right. can, like I oh can I can say hi and like I actually this is there's no zoom filter <laughs> being able to experience that was so powerful and the the theme of this event was really social enterprise and conscious capitalism. So like looking at where we're spending our dollar, who yes. we're investing in, mm-hmm. who like from the people that we're buying our toilet paper from to the people. And like, cause when you can support, support other businesses who are really focused on having a ripple effect, yes. it changes the game. Like I truly believe that business can be one of the greatest forces for good. We've also yes. seen it be some of the forces for evil and bad shit yeah <laughs> yeah Excuse my French no you're good but, but it, it's 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 the ability like it when more good-hearted mission-minded people are making leaders are stepping up and sharing how they're spending their dollar how they're hiring like the fact yes. that all of my clients were able to successfully pivot during COVID and hire new team members oh like yeah my team members grew one of my clients she grew her team by 300 percent Wow. Hiring in a recession because she was making more money in her business. She would not have been able to do that had she continued playing small. Right. Like, and that's the beauty of like when you choose, when you lean into deciding that this is a vision that's greater than you. And like, I mean, oh my gosh, when like my operations manager sent me a, a thank you card for Christmas. Of she's like, you don't know what you've done for my family. Like, I was just like, the, like, sometimes we don't recognize the ripple effect that we've had mm-hmm. in our, in our team's life as we're building what we're building. Yes. And like, I remember working with one CEO and he was like, what, like we were doing some subconscious mind work and he was a little hesitant to the hypnotherapy part. And I said, well, just <laughs> like, what, what are your reservations about it? And he said, well, you know, I'm not crazy about feeling like I'm going to quack like a duck. I was like, I promise I won't make you quack like a duck. Right. Uh, but, but I can't, I, under hypnosis, you can't do anything that you wouldn't normally do in right. life. So like, if you're one of those showman people who wants to like get up on stage and get noticed and quack like a duck, that's how you are. But yeah, if that's not your jam, you're not going to be quacking. Right. Uh, Got it. Yes. But he said, he said, my, my choices, mm-hmm. my, like how he led into being able to, to shift. He said he recognized that his choices and the subconscious patterns that he was holding himself back from shifting were impacting his family, 
Mm. his employees, yes, his employees' families, his customers, his customers' families. And he That's said, awesome. so whatever you got to shift up here, like you could, you could swing a dead cat around your head. Like, <laughs> if that's going to work, like, let's do it. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't kill cats. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, in just a little bit. <laughs> I, have, I have some, I have some boundaries and some standards of like the things that I, the practices that I do in my, in my company. And then, you know. <laughs> I love Animal that. safety is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's some public health issues, I'm sure, somewhere health, in like, there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is a great example of what I'm hoping that people are really getting out of this episode, which is one, the value of, again, the renewing part of what we're trying to really get across. I love so much that you have, again, just kind of season after season after season, even the good seasons and in the bad seasons, you're continually showing um, what community looks like, one, and then two, how people can use their community, um, whether it's friends, coworkers, that ripple effect that you're mentioning, um, how that can really help them be on the breath of renewal for themselves. Um, A lot of times that trickle effect works backwards and it starts from the bottom and it kind of works its way up even though we're technically the ones that are dropping those little those little droplets but I I love your story specifically about that because I feel like a lot of women that are creatives and a lot of women in tech they struggle with that they struggle with wanting to do something new or pivot and go a different direction simply because I have to let go of something or this has to end and sometimes we get caught like you said in that kind of mind game those echo chambers that remind us that you know we're not capable we're not worthy um that we're going to fail but we know that on the other side of and our history tells us <laughs> as women that you know when, when we're feeling that way when we kind of hit that uphill climb that on the other side of that is always success um so and it may not always be the success that we're looking for but it is always success so i absolutely love your story and thank you so much for sharing all of that today Absolutely, Danielle. Yeah, I think the ego can be a tricky one, can't it? Like, it can. that, like it, I, it's so, it's so, it's like it's bipolar. <laughs> you know, it's either you're nothing and a failure, or I'm everything and everything should be about me. Right? Like, it's it's there's there's no gray area. <laughs> Why? So, Why is that? Why don't we make more gray areas for ourselves? Like allowing for the space in between of like. What if, what if there was no right way of being? Mm-hmm. What if everything was just an opportunity for your learning and your growth? Exactly. What if, like that's one of the things that I dive into whenever I'm working with someone around health or around money. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are Cheetos bad? <laughs> oh, well, you know, not, and I'm like, they're, I mean, bad for you bad tasting like our Cheetos bad like you know food has no morality nor does money (laughs) right exactly money bad no it's it's there's no morality attached Mm -hmm. to money that the morality comes from the person who's wielding it yes exactly consuming it yes person who's receiving it and using it so food just like money can be a tool for for good in the world and for fueling others for enriching others lives for nourishing other people and i think that that's something that as as more 
women are coming into more financial abundance, which they will be, especially in these next few generations, because they're like, we're not only are we more in the workforce, but we're also like baby boomers are losing their husbands and navigating that generational wealth is a huge thing. I mean, I think what I read a study that 75% of generation of of generational wealth is lost within the first generation and 90% is lost by the second. Like we need to start having a very different conversation around money and how we're spending our dollar and how Mm -hmm. we're using our money and how we're supporting and serving and enriching others with it. And, and, renewing others, renewing ourselves and allowing ourselves to be renewed by receiving money. Like, yes, like I love closing a sale and like, (laughs) that's, it's one of my favorite things because I know that it's also like, I've shifted my beliefs around sales so much that I used to believe and have fears of my own rejection. Whereas Mm -hmm. once I flipped the script of like, wait, no, the sale is not about me at all. It's about the other person who's investing in building their business and in changing their life and in changing mm. how they show up for their family. Yeah. Like that's it. Like I'm celebrating them making the investment, <laughs> not me receiving money. Like, right. it, it, like it's, it's a two way streak of abundance, like, mm-hmm. and, and being able to have that celebration and, and the ability to receive and the ability to, to generate and just have more amazing conscious leaders making more money. It, it really can change this planet and, and really change for, for good and for higher values. Yes, absolutely. Oh my goodness. Like uh, there's like no words, like you just say all the right things in all the right places. So thank you. <laughs> like there's this, uh, I love the fact that you are always thinking about, and I love that, that you mentioned, um, you know, wealth and passing that down. And so in general, like, is there like some, um, maybe some broader aspects or tips or suggestions that you would like uh, more women um, specifically women in tech, women creatives to do or yeah. maybe act or say to kind of help pass down that generational wealth? Ooh, start start getting friendly with your money. Like I asked one of my clients the other day, I, she's like, cause she had recovered from um, an eating disorder, very similar to me. Um, and I said, well, do you look at your body every day? And she's like, yeah. I said, well, do you look at your money every day? Yeah, you're, exactly. I mean, you're, looking, you're looking at your refrigerator every day when you open it up. <laughs> right. Exactly. At least three times a day to like cook yourself a meal. Yeah. Are you looking at your bank account? I'm not saying you have to look obsessively or like track every single thing, mm-hmm. but have an idea. Like yes. be start being aware and being in a relationship with your money. It will change the the, the narrative that you're telling yourself. It'll change mm-hmm. the story. Because so often, especially when we don't like everything in life is a relationship, right? We have a relationship with our bodies. We have a relationship with our kids. We have a relationship with our husbands. We have mm-hmm. a relationship with money. And so if you were to personify that relationship that you have with money, is it, and like add a Facebook label to it, like, single and mingling yeah. in yeah. a relationship or in a committed relationship. And so Ming, like if, if you're really in a passionate, amazing, committed marriage to, with your money, like this marital relationship where there is a trust, there mm-hmm. is a love, there is a support, there's a certainty that it's going to be there to support you. If you don't have that, maybe you're 
you know, getting divorced <laughs> right. or the but latter at, or, or like single and like, or kind of in the, it's complicated phase. Like that was, right. that was the article that I got um, published in Forbes with was, are you in an, it's complicated relationship with your business? The same questions apply to, are you in an, it's complicated relationship with your money? Yes. And for women that. and especially creatives in tech, like we have such an opportunity to be able to really claim our power over our dollar and to mm-hmm. see where we're spending it. And is it on causes? Is it on things that we really support? Like for yes. me, I don't go out and buy certain brands of chocolate because I know that many brands of mainstream for- forms of chocolate are sourced from child slavery. Yes. And like yes. that is a, a personal choice where I choose not to support child slavery with my dollar. Right. And I exactly. love a good bar of chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, but I know, and I have, I, there's a conscious awareness of being able to, to say like, this is where I'm spending my dollar and this is where I'm not. Yes. And we can make these decisions with our dollars. We make, and by making more money, we can make more decisions with our dollars. Yes. Like by, by, asking for the raise by charging. And I, I hate this phrase of charging for what you're worth. Cause I'm like, you're not a prostitute. So, Man. Oh my goodness. I've stepped away from that phrase a little while ago, but yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah, like you're, you are priceless. The <laughs> services and products that you provide have a price to them. So, right. so the services and products and the results that you provide for your customers, those have a price and those are what you charge for. It is in no way attached to your worth because you're not charging for yourself. Right, right. Like you're not a prostitute. Yes, I get <laughs> so, it, yes. <laughs> so like charging, charging an appropriate price that, it, and you define what's appropriate. Like, mm-hmm. It's, it's totally up to you, especially as like what the results are for your clients. Like if you know you can produce amazing results and if you know that your clients get a kick-ass ROI yes. because they have your graphics and your content or your copywriting or your uh, or your app or you know mm-hmm. that they're getting some amazing value and you charge appropriately for that, rock on. Yeah, and if, if if your products and services aren't providing that level of value, then what do you need to get them to that level is it branding awareness is it mm-hmm. is it an energy shift from you is it your own leveling up as to what you desire to be making and desire right. to be earning for your family and the the ripple effect as to why like a great question is like why do you want to make more money like Mm-hmm. Just why? Like, is it because it's cool? Is it because it's cool on social media and Instagram, yeah. or is it because mm-hmm. you actually like there's a greater purpose behind you making more money? And I guarantee you that when you when you can champion a cause that's beyond yourself, like Mama won't have time for guilt or rejection or shame right. or making money. Like you'll just be like. <laughs> Um, I, I just, I have sales. I have people that I've got to serve. Yes, like, absolutely. And that comes from having a, a cause worth championing beyond that needs your dollar. So whether that's, yes. you know, like one of my, um, one of my mentors, she said she hires mostly single moms um, to work 
Oh, I love that. And yeah. And she's like, I have more single moms to support. So like bring on the clients. Like I have no problem hopping on a sales call because I know that by having a sales call and closing a $30,000 sale, I'm going to be able to hire another single mom and give another single mom some income for her child. That's right. Absolutely. And like that was a paradigm shift for me a few years ago where I was like, oh, hell yeah. There's no I can like, crush it now. <laughs> no, lay your stuff in me because we got I, like I there the time to make more money is now because mama got shit to do. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And all the other things don't even add up to that level of yes, yeah. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make it happen today. Yes. Yeah. The the fear of rejection, the fear of judgment, the fear of your own shame. That's all our egos talking. But it's all like, and that's all our small selves talking. So when we can Ooh, find yes. a cause or something champion that's beyond ourselves, whether it's hiring single moms that you work with, um, or a, a cause like being a conscious company where you donate a portion of your profits to, to a cause that you believe in yes. or whether it's, you know, it's providing services or scholarships to people who can't who normally afford your products or services. Like that's something that you can only do when you're already hitting a certain income. That's right. That you can sustain that's, that's supporting you and your family. Cause that's your first responsibility. Yes. And then beyond that, like that's, that if you can champion a cause beyond yourself, the the small self and the small voice and the small fears of rejection and shame and guilt and all that stuff of be, doing the wrong thing or being wrong or being a failure or having that strategy fail, like those all go away very, very fast. Like that's exactly what happened for me with my, um, with becoming pregnant. Like when I, when I got pregnant with my son, um, that with my first son, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that experience. Cause for a year and a half, I dabbled and I played small in my business. Mm. I'd done all the photo shoots. I had a really lovely looking business. I had a great blog, great website, um, but I had no products or services. And so literally I had no business and had made $0. Gotcha. And when I found, and I was also in a mindset where I was complaining and blaming and shaming. And I was in a space of fearing rejection. And I was in a space of fearing judgment. And I was like, no one's going to take, and I had all these excuses of no one's (laughs) going to take me seriously with a crown and with, with sparkles and like this stuff. And I was like, no, people who aren't my people aren't going to take me seriously. Like the people who are my people, they will, they will be like, oh my gosh, queen. Like (laughs) they will be jumping on it all day long. And (laughs) And for me, it was just my small self talking. But then once I found out I was pregnant, I was like, I knew that I was being a coward. I knew that. And that I, I was like, I don't want my son to be raised by a coward. I want my son to be raised by a fearless woman who is able to claim her power, who is able to state what she wants, go after it, Mm -hmm. achieve it and, and do it. Because kids are going to listen to what you do more than what you say. So That's if right. I'm going to teach my son that he can do anything, that he can be anything, I better damn well be doing it for myself. Yeah, exactly. It begins with us. Absolutely. It begins with us. Completely relate. Mom of four boys. So I oh my gosh. totally relate to that statement. Um, it has to begin with us. It has. They have to see that modeled somewhere. And it can't always be modeled male to male. Let me just say that out loud. It needs to, there needs to be a woman to be able to model that so that they know and they understand this is not just in a certain sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. This is across the board. This is the standard. Mm-hmm. So I want to be that standard for my, for my 
my boys. And I know you want to be that standard. Oh, yeah. 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 I got one, one, one baby boy and one on the way. And the thing also is like with, with being that standard is I also don't want my son to think that certain things like that he has to get paid for a job. So like, for example, my husband and I set up a, 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 an ability for our son to get paid because he loves cooking. He loves cooking with daddy. And so he gets paid to cook with daddy. So we're paying him to do something that is not chores. Like we've been very adamant about what is the money mindset that we want to raise our children in. Ooh, I like that. And in understanding that, like I, like I, don't want my son to think that he is just going to get money for things that are just like expected as being a part of the team. You're a part of the team of the family. It's your job to clean up your toys. Like that's, that's your responsibility (laughs) as being a part of this cohesive team that we're working together. That's right. So we pay him for his cooking, which is something he loves to do. And then he always, (laughs) he's so funny. (laughs) He goes, Bubba get paid. <laughs> like <laughs> if, if 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 Bubba needs to get paid. Like after after he cooks, now that's that's like what he says in order to receive oh. his you know twenty cents to for cooking. But it's like he does it because he he loves it, and he's also we're teaching him investing. We're also teaching him charity. So we we divvy up the funds of like what's in his piggy bank, and he can give ten percent. Like he wanted to give ten percent to the doggy charity, which is downstairs from us. It oh. um, it provides dogs for blind persons. Oh, and I love that. It like and he he saw the doggy, and I said, oh, that's a charity. So it helps people who can't see. And he was like, oh, and I and so we we got to have the conversation around how making money can be something that's really good. Yes. And and because I think so many people can uh, have grown up with these bastardized, plagiarized programming beliefs around money. Oh, yeah. And for us, we want like, and I grew up with some of them as well. My husband did too. And really shifting the conversation of how can money be a really amazing tool to serve others? How can money be, how can you making more money serve others beyond yourself, beyond your family and even be like, and and ripple into the community and into the world. Yes. And, and that is, that is a beautiful conversation to have. Absolutely love it. Yes. Okay. So this is what this tribe is really all about. You know, it's really about being more than our nine to five. It's being more than the name badges that we wear. That is the sole purpose of this podcast. So by you even sharing that huge nugget of information, that is so influential and so very helpful for for women who are trying to pass on again, that generational wealth. How do I build that? What steps can I make toward that? And then on top of that, how can I be even more inspired to take those practical everyday steps with my children and, you know, make that a, uh, kind of a, a living, a little bit of a living mantra in some areas. So I love that. Those are great, like seriously simple ways that people can start combating that generation, closing that generational wealth gap, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that is um, very, very, very important right now, especially in the realm of women, in the realm of people of color. So that's yeah. something that we are very adamant about and stand fully behind. Um, advocates like yourself who are doing the work in closing that gap. So thank you. Thank you so yes. much. Yes. Oh, you are so welcome. You're so welcome. <laughs> and like, please just, just, I mean, have just even having the conversation with, with your kids around money is, is so huge yes. to, to 
have continuously. It's not like a one-time thing. It's not like a sex talk. Like yeah. you want to, you, you got to do it a few times for it right. to catch. I love that. That was on point. Yes. <laughs> replay, replay. <laughs> I love it. Yes. And I feel like those are the conversations again, like we sometimes kind of omit or we feel like, you know, oh, we'll get to it when we get to it. And then that moment's long gone um, by the time it really needed to happen. So I really encourage people like if you're looking for ways to you know start handling money a little bit we actually have a bonus episode um previously on another episode where we talk about you know how do we build those finances how do we start building those platforms for ourselves so that we can pass on um more than just money we're passing on um you know values we're passing on life lessons we're passing on passion we're passing on legacy so yeah i love thank you so much i love this conversation (laughs) oh you are so welcome and i have a tool for for your audience, if they, if they would like it. Um, I have a workbook and a masterclass totally free. Um, I will, I will give you the LinkedIn y'all it's called heal your money beliefs. It is a really Yay. a deep dive into the story of, of money that you have, that you may have cultivated or some of the plagiarized programming you may have adopted from parents or society or friends. We all have it. Yes. Um, but what is that story and how can we reprogram that and shift it? This is literally the strategy that took me from um, being bulimic into absolutely loving my body. I took that same strategy. I repurposed it with money and it works exactly the same. So it's from not having money from being in debt and struggling to having a multi six figure business that I absolutely love. Oh my goodness. I love it. My soul, like to be able to have that, like, that it's it's a really powerful tool. So I would love to serve your community with that. And in light of these amazing tools, um, where can they directly find this? Is this on your website? Um, I will give you the direct access to the tool, okay. but I you can find me on at crownyourself.com and on all the socials at Crown Yourself. If you're on YouTube, then definitely go to our YouTube channel at Crown Yourself, which we just recently relaunched in honor of my my dad. He ironically was a YouTube star. Oh, <laughs> I um, love. And so we, when, after he passed, uh, our first relaunch of the YouTube channel was on the seven lessons uh, that my, my dad taught me uh, in entrepreneurship. And so we've been growing that consistently over the past few weeks. And it's been such a joy to, to do those videos and to serve our community with that. So if you're on YouTube, watch that. And if you like podcasts, then definitely be sure to subscribe to the Princess and the Bee podcast uh, for all of these <laughs> yep, babies, bodies, boys, business on all the bees on your rise to becoming the queen of your life. It's back. Our flash questionnaire 2.0 is in full effect. Check out these responses. Uh, favorite international cuisine um i if it, it, it first it jumped out at thai but really it's probably mexican food <laughs> I, i've been craving a thai curry that my husband makes a yellow curry but really it's mexican food it's like consistently mexican food and it's very hard to find good mexican food in australia <laughs> i bet i was about to say i was like how hard is that to find <laughs> i'm glad my husband can cook it but like you can't find chili powder here like they don't have southwestern chili Oh, wow. Okay. Favorite room in your house? Probably like this space here. Like I've been, yeah, this is, it's my bedroom. It's my office. Um, it's like, it's, I got a nice little ocean view. So like I'm able, Ooh. yeah, this, I, we were able to really curate this because we just moved in back in November. Cause by being in um, Australia, we've had, uh, 
we've moved three times within the span of a year. Oh my so goodness. We're finally here and settled for the next year to be able to like give birth to this next child. <laughs> right. You guys stay put for just a little while, yeah. just a little while longer. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So this, this space. And then definitely I can already tell you the living room in the next house that we're going to buy. Oh man. Yeah. All the energy, right? I feel you yep. with that. Totally, totally relate to that. Okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Ooh, yeah. All right. Harry Potter yeah. or Star Wars? Harry Potter. Yes. All right. We're, this is why we're best friends. Team Team Hufflepuff. Yay. <laughs> ah, ah, yay. <laughs> okay. Uh, digital books or physical books? Physical books. I love the smell. That is it. I feel like 90% of all of our guests have all said physical books. Up. Uh, yeah. Small hair have said 10, 10% that are digital books. I totally relate to either or. Um, okay. If you could go back in time, where would you go and whom would you see? There's so many periods that I'd want to go. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of Midnight in Paris. So I'm just going to jump to saying that that era of Paris, of you know, the Fitzgeralds and yes. Hemingways and all the literature and all the creativity of, of just that that time in, in the roaring 20s, like and just being oh amongst that that experience of so much change, you know, right after women got the right to vote and, and like so much change happening so yes yeah, i'd probably say that time a gift you've recently received uh haikus from my husband Ooh, that sounds like yeah. fun yeah he he wrote me i i'm not a big gifts person so uh i told tim what i wanted for christmas was uh haikus and so he wrote me a book of haikus that is so sweet okay take notes everybody please <laughs> take notes um spikes on a roll <laughs> Okay, last question is something you did in 2020 that you never thought you would move to Australia. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I I had this on our plan to live in Australia in 2027. Like that was on my 10 year oh, vision. Wow. Okay. And it would COVID just spend up sped up the timeline and we just said yes. And so yeah, we did that. Oh my goodness. Well, this has been an absolute honor for me. Kimberly, thank you so much for the value, just being present and all the energy. I mean, guys, this, 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 this is genuine. This is very genuine. All the energy that you're feeling in this conversation um, that we're having, it is very, very genuine. So from one mother to another mother, congrats. Wonderful. You're doing it. A plus star, 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 star. Um, and all this, all the magical things that are be happening for you over the next year um, as you bring more amazing things for both your business and personally for yourself. So thank you for being a guest on the show. And for the rest of you guys, you guys continue to listen to future episodes of the More Than Graphics podcast. And for those who are following us um, visually, you'll be able to catch us live on the official watch party the first Thursday of the month. And just like that, the episode ends, but the convo has just begun. Thanks for listening to the MDG podcast. We want to hear from you. If you enjoyed our podcast, give it a review on your listening app of choice. Continue to follow our page and look out for bonus content releases throughout the year. This podcast is produced by Octane Design Studios. Until next time.